Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. One of the most amazing things that I've learned in studying the Bible is that when you read the words in Genesis in the beginning, it has a lot to say, just not about creation, but the whole story of redemption in the Bible. And when you come to the book of Genesis, you find out quickly that it is missional. And a lot of times, that's what we miss in churches. We miss the missional part of the scriptures, that we are to be ambassadors for Christ. We're to be the witnesses of Christ. And so how important is that? It's important in every area of life. Again, we thank you for listening to Exploring Missions in this uh program today. We're having an interview at the end that I think you'll enjoy. It's a partner that we've been with two or three times, Mark Alloy. And Mark is with the Creation Museum, the Ark Encounter, but better known as the whole underline of that is Answers in Genesis. Our co-host is Nathan Harper. Nathan, answers are found in Genesis. It really is. Uh, my favorite preacher, probably of all time, Dr. Adrian Rogers said, you if you can't believe the Bible when it tells us where we came from, how can we believe it when it tells us where we're going? Mm. And so Genesis is that important, but especially in missions. It is. You know, um, the importance of Genesis in part is uh, early on in the Bible as you read, uh, whether you read through or uh, bounce around. And um, I encourage, you know, readers to, to try to read through, uh, whether it's chronologically or even as it's laid out in our English translations, um, it's important to get a foundation for what uh, biblical understanding comes later as you read and as you study and meditate. And I'm talking about years and years, a lifetime of, of study, right? Uh, but the first few pages of the Bible in Genesis really lay the foundation, and you see all the themes, the biblical themes that play out throughout the rest of the story and the rest of the scriptures. Um, one of those themes is missions. And if I told you um, that I believe you see missions in in the first page of Genesis, even before sin enters the picture, even before a need for redemption um, would you believe me if I said I, I think there's missions in Genesis chapter 1? Well, let me answer this this way. First, I know it's true, but if if there's a missional purpose, any page on the Bible, Nathan Harper's going to find it. <laughs> uh, that That's the first thing. And I'll just say this. I've shared it before on this program. Uh, I, I had missions in college and in seminary, uh, but my son Nathan has taught me more about missions. He and a lady from Ingemar Baptist Church, where I pastored, uh, her name was Madrid Tudor, and uh, Nathan and Miss Madrid taught me more about missions than seminary professors. And so, Nathan, I want to hear that. Where well, Where is it? It's definitely not original with me. Most of my thinking is not original. <laughs> um, 
you you uh, you borrow and you learn and you and you take from what other people have thought, and uh, and that's all all I'm doing is sharing that. But if you you can think of it in a couple of different ways. One, uh, you can think about God just initiating anything, initiating life through creation in Genesis chapter one. In the beginning, God created, and that act of creating uh, was God ordering and bringing. Um, bringing order um, in in his rule to to the to the world to the universe to ma- basically there wasn't and then there was and God is the cause of that and he created the heavens and the earth and in some sense the the creation act is a mission act in the sense that God initiated um, and God is the one who is doing the work um, and then later you see that God, um, he, he comes. He doesn't, like, stay away. He's there. Um, he's there in the garden. Um, and But in Genesis 1, and if you read in uh, verse 26 and um, in following, but especially verse, um, you know, 26, God's creating uh, everything. And in verse 26, God said, Let us make man in our image. That's an important part of it. According to our likeness, they will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. Um, God created man in his own image, created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. This is verse 28. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. So I believe we see what's been referred to as the Missio Deo, the mission of God, uh, revealed in Genesis 1 specifically in those passages that I read, in the sense that, one, God created man, man and woman, in his own image. So people are reflections of who God is, all right? Also, they are not just reflections, they are representatives of who God is to the rest of creation. All right, and then they have a ruling responsibility to fill the earth, multiply. Uh, but as they fill the earth, they're filling the earth with God's glory, with knowledge of who God is, His character, His purposes, His ways. Uh, through their lives, through humans uh, living and reflecting and ruling in the way that God has set them up to do that, um, and so God's intentions for creation. Um, in, involved humans ruling as his representatives on earth, and they are making him known as they multiply, as they spread out over the face of the earth. They are to fill the earth full of God's glory. And so there's a missional purpose there in Genesis chapter 1. So he <clears throat> he gives Adam and Eve purposes in missions yes. as well. But I thought of something earlier. I want to run this by you. It says the stars give Glory, you know, they show his yes. power, and and they are rulers over the over the heavens. So here they are. Even in that is missional. I mean, you look, you go in the night sky, especially if you don't have what I call light pollution. Yeah, you know, and the darkest place you can see, and you see the glory of God. Yeah, and that's missional. It is, and and just like a star, God created the stars and and the sun and the moon and. Uh, planets uh, to rule over is what it says in Genesis yeah, one right. to rule over 
the heavens, the rule of the night, to rule the sky. Yeah. God created man, humans, in his likeness to rule over the earth. And we are, uh, in a sense, priests in God's garden slash temple that he's created on earth, uh, like Eden Eden was. Um, and that is our responsibility and our, our job to rule. Now, page two, we mess it up, right? <laughs> we do. And, the, and then the redemptive aspect of God's mission um, fills in those, those gaps yeah. that we created. But what's so exciting about this, and those of you who are listening, I hope you see this and understand this. This is purpose. Uh, <clears throat> what's driving so many people uh, to different areas of life, trying to discover who they are, am I male or female, Am I? what am I, is purpose. God in creation has purpose, and God in redemption has purpose. That is so vital. Yeah. And and I remember, Nathan, as a teenager. Yes, I was saved as a 12-year-old boy, but around 17, uh, 18 years old, we had a new pastor come to our church, and uh, he was young, and he took time uh, on Sunday nights to lead a group of young people in Bible study, and it was discovering your purpose. And it changed the whole focus of my life, and I haven't gotten over that yet. Yeah. <clears throat> that God created me, uh, who I was, my in my DNA, in my heritage, in everything about me, he created me with purpose. And then he redeemed me. So in a in a way, we have a du- double purpose. Yeah. And the, why would I bring that up? That's missional. Yeah. When you when you discover your purpose for being and for salvation, I, I think you become missional. Yeah, I, th- I think so. The the closer to God you get, the more missional you become. Your your life reflects who He is, and part of who He is is that initiating, um, not just on the redemptive redemptive side, and bringing good news to people, sharing that good news of Jesus with with the world, uh, but also fulfilling that orish, original creation purpose to fill the earth full with God's glory. And we can do that in, in small ways. It might seem even minuscule or <clears throat> maybe um, mundane, day-to-day kind of ways. But at a deep level, a Genesis chapter 1 level, it's a high purpose. <laughs> it's a unbelievably amazing purpose that we can't even – we're barely scratching the surface of understanding it. Uh, but when we do, it, it's, it, it comes alive, you know. A American Family Studios has got a, uh, a video uh, film uh, in his image, and that's yeah. <clears throat> that's all about that, the purpose that we were born for and with and then in his image to carry it out. Now, the book of Genesis, it starts there, yeah. but let's, give a, let's go through a list a okay. little bit real quickly. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Noah had a purpose. It wasn't just to build the ark. But during that period of time, he was preaching righteousness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, after sin, um, that missional aspect of what God created people for was to um, was to include proclaiming the news that there is a way out, that there is um, a way a, a way out of judgment um, to escape. Um, the punishment that is deserved to escape the end result of our sin, 
um, we can be redeemed from that. And to proclaim that news, good news to people who um, are bound for destruction, um, is part of part of the mission and the purpose that we have. Enoch walked with God, <clears throat> and he, of course, he was taken, uh, did not see death. But we find out in the New Testament that who is a preacher of righteousness again, yes. missional, fulfilling his purpose. Abraham is the biggest. Uh, it's the most obvious in Genesis, yeah. I and would we, say. We, when we you talk, that. we talk about Genesis chapter twelve quite a bit as as the original Great Commission. It is, you know, um, and. Is it okay if I read it? Yes, it's, go it's ahead. Just, it's too um, powerful to run over and just yeah. talk about. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. The Lord said to Abram, Go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house, to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Uh, kind of a refrain of um, fill the earth you know, with God's glory. Uh, that's what he's talking about. But here, God is specifying a family, a person, that he's going to do this through and do this with um, as a missionary family, basically, Abraham uh, and uh, his seed and the generations that follow had, a, had that divine stated purpose of uh, bringing blessing to all the families on the earth. And the Hebrews following <clears throat> Abraham and his seed, uh, a lot of times uh, they just thought their chosenness had to do with their importance rather than their purpose. Yeah. Guess what about the church today? Uh, churches sometimes, I think, lose their purpose of glorifying the Lord <clears throat> and being on mission for him. And <clears throat> excuse me, and when we do, uh, the difficulty flies in. Let's go ahead. We haven't got a lot of time, but l- we're going to have to skip some. Let's go to Joseph at the last, okay? okay? Uh, you, you can fill in with all the names between Abraham and Joseph, but Joseph, here he was, God using difficulty to bring about the real purpose of missional people in his in his life. Yeah, so you, you see Joseph um, brought to Egypt— um, and it wasn't necessarily a, he did not receive that as a call to go to Egypt, you know, where he voluntarily went, <laughs> right? It, it was more involuntary yeah, that he was. got to Egypt. Um, and he spent a lot of involuntary time in, in prison even, but he served, he was faithful to what God uh, put in front of him. And he trusted God to, in God's sovereignty to work out the details. Um, and one of those details would be, uh, to save God's people, uh, Joseph's uh, kindred, yeah. from famine, and to bring them in whole down to Egypt, where God was God was behind the scenes orchestrating things and working things out uh, that Joseph didn't even know. He had a little bit of a hint. Um, the rest of them didn't have an idea. Um, God was working things out uh, for His purposes. And you can read all that through the whole book of Genesis. You see God's purposes at work. And what Joseph said at the end, what man meant for evil, God meant for good. He did. And that's that's a summary of the, the book of Genesis. So no wonder <clears throat> when we do this interview with Mark Loy and we talk about the Ark Encounter and we talk about the Creation Museum, why would we have that on Exploring Missions? 
is because answers in Genesis, the answers to life, to redemption, to the whole purpose, the glory of God, begins in the book of Genesis. And uh, you were talking about reading the Bible through. I found out when I started reading it chronologically, I really helped me to see the purpose of God, the, the whole missional aspect of what we're called to be. And when you do that, you'll see God working. Now, here's the last thing before we go to the interview. God is working in your life. Now, I hope we could say what Isaiah said, here am I, send me. But sometimes it may be like Joseph uh, through difficulty discovering God's purpose. Yeah. But no matter how you discover God's purpose through voluntarily or involuntarily, then you know that you're fulfilling God's purpose. So, Nathan, the answer is in Genesis. We find out redemption, creation, but missions as well. And what a blessing it is to be connected with those that are on mission for God. Welcome to Exploring Missions. This is Bert Harper. And I think I say this quite often. I'm having one of my favorite people to interview. Now, I've said that in others, but listen, I love to interview this man that we're about to talk with. Uh, he is connected with Answers in Genesis, the Ark Encounter, the Creation Museum, and it's Mark Loy. Mark, welcome, brother. Good to see you again. It usually happens around this time it of does. year. It does. And I, like I tell you, I look up Answers in Genesis to see if you or Ken are available. And uh, when you are, I jump on it. I just love to know what God is doing in the lives of people with such a great witness as the Ark. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you again and be involved in the AFA, AFR ministry and really appreciate what you do. Well, we appreciate you. And, you know, I've been there several times. We've taken our grandchildren there and just they're amazed at it. We got one more that's coming uh, this June of 2023. But he has some questions for you. Would you mind listening to the questions that Caleb, my co-host for today, Ask. Oh, I didn't know Caleb was going to grill me. I he's, thought it was he's you. He's going to give you some hard questions. Caleb? No, no, Caleb, Caleb I am, I'm with an apologetics ministry, but I'm not a scientist. I'm not a trained academic, so please be, be nice to me. Okay, go with your questions, Caleb. How big is the ark? Okay, that's a pretty safe one. Is that safe? Um, you know, our ark encounter, which is in northern Kentucky, mm -hmm. south of Cincinnati, is built according to the dimensions in the Bible. I heard that. Uh, the Bible talks about a, a ship that was built 300 um, cubits long, and we take that as 510 feet long in today's standards. So it's a very, very large ship, 510 feet long. And. 51 feet high, is that Something, yes. Wow. I mean, it's, it's a massive ship. When, it is. When, when people pull up, Caleb, as you will, you know, very soon, or maybe by the time this airs, you'll have already been there, uh, people's jaws drop when they see it for the first time. It's, it's, it's a magnificent structure and beautifully designed. People ask me what you are most amazed, and I said first sight. Yeah. It is. I think you have a second question. Are there two of each animal? Inside the ark? Not in no, ours. I'm talking about the on the outside. In the oh, zoo. Oh, in our zoo. Yeah. yeah, what what most people don't realize that the ark encounter is a large themed attraction. It's not just that large ship. We have mm -hmm. a pretty good sized zoo, which we just opened a children's zoo. And so make sure you see that it's behind the ark. 
some people, for whatever reason, miss our very nice zoo. Do you like kangaroos, Caleb? I do. Yeah, we have all sorts of wonderful, wonderful creatures that you'll enjoy. But are there two of each? No, that would be thousands and thousands of, of animals. See, I tried to dodge the question, but he, he like Mike Wallace of he, CBS News, he followed up he because I didn't grills. answer. Listen, listen, you ought to be his granddaddy. He, he, Papa, what do you think about this? And he, he quit. he's a little scientist. He loves it. So send answers me, send in me Genesis your, might be a future for him. Send me your resume in about 10 years. I will. Okay. okay. Thank you, Caleb. I appreciate Thanks. it. Seriously, what a place for the family. I, I was wanting him on because what a place for the family to come and look and share and learn. We're very family-friendly, wholesome. We're recording this just a few miles away from Disney World. So many people are telling us they're giving up on Disney because it's become too woke, and they're coming to our Ark Encounter and Creation Museum instead, so they get Again, I use the word wholesome. I can't think of a better word right. than that to describe the experience you'll have as you learn that the Bible can be trusted right there in the account of Noah's Ark and, and Noah's Flood. But then we answer people's questions about the rest of the Bible and whether or not it's accurate and authoritative. So we will get into some of the social issues of the day that the book of Genesis can address, right. whether it's racism, what is true marriage? Well, it's right there in Genesis. And uh, Answers and in Genesis. That's why we're called Answers that's in Genesis. It. Let's go to the Creation Museum. Uh, since the Ark has come along, the Creation Museum has uh, not been as publicized. But I'll just tell you, the Creation Museum is a place of learning. I remember the first time Jan and I went through, we were just, this covers the whole uh you know, society of man from, from the beginning all the way through. And listen, I, I love the one that where you look at space and how, how big space is. Does people go away saying, I didn't know God was that big? Well, the Creation Museum, as you know, is a sweeping view of biblical history from Genesis to Revelation. But we concentrate on the book of Genesis because it's the most attacked book, most scrutinized book of the Bible. We wanted to make sure this was not some boring, stuffy museum. It's very high tech. The planetarium that you mentioned, you take a tour of the universe, if you will, and learn about the grandeur of God. Everything in the museum points to the gospel. Again, it's not just a science museum. There's the art, you know, there are the scientific elements, of course. We have a great dinosaur skeleton, a world-class one. Someone donated to us. It was appraised for a million dollars. So we have those exhibits, but we even have a 4D theater where you sit in your chair and watch something projected on the screen. I don't want to ruin the surprise, especially for Caleb here, but uh, in my, if you had to put a gun to my head, and please don't. But if you, <laughs> I prefer the Creation Museum over the well. Ark. Uh, if I see, I want to see the Ark. But then, when you get to the inside, it's amazing. I'm not taken away from that. But what you learn at the Creation Museum is beyond measure. It is, it is 
uh, listen, we've had people that were uh, where I pastored, and when it came to finding material during the year that they wanted to teach their fourth graders, their fifth graders, and sixth graders, they ordered material from Answers in Genesis so they could pour it in, and then they would cap it off by taking the trip to the yeah. Creation Museum. Yeah, in fact, we're more than just the two attractions right. that were best known for the Ark Encounter, but we have a huge curriculum department for homeschool, Sunday school, VBS. Next time you come by, let's try to set time aside for you to see our huge Amazon-style warehouse oh, where wow. materials are just flowing around the world that uphold the authority of the, of the Bible. But most importantly, we, we present the gospel. Well, people that are interested in coming, because it's missional. Uh, that, that's, this is called Exploring Missions, the program that I do. And it's missional in its purpose. And it gives God glory, Mark. That's, that's what excites me. And when you give God's glory or, or demonstrate the glory of God, people are drawn to that because we're looking for answers, aren't we, in our day? It's more, more than ever. And we are very missional in the sense that almost a, about a third of our visitors to the ark are not Christians. So that's about 400, that about four, yeah, according to our surveys. Yeah. It's an estimate, but I understand. Pretty, pretty close. So it's about 400,000 non-Christians come to the ark every year, and the gospel just permeates the whole place. Okay. And missional, too, for the Christians who come who might be shaken in their faith, they don't have answers to the scientific issues of the day. So we equip them to deal with questions like dinosaurs carbon dating, was there a Genesis flood or, or not? So it's an outreach to Christians and non-Christians. The other program that I do on American Family Radio is exploring the Word and the question we get quite often. Are dinosaurs real? Where do they come from? Where do they fit in the Bible? Those questions permeate. And with children, when they're studying dinosaurs, mm -hmm. there's an attraction to that. I mean, kids love dinosaurs and the study of it. And the best place that I can tell anybody to go and find out more information, go to the Creation Museum, go to the Ark, experience this. Yes. It will be an equipping. It won't just entertain, it'll equip. There's a, a lot about dinosaurs in our Creation Museum. We use them to actually explain Earth history according to the Bible, but we have to admit it it attracts young people. They want to come in and find out about dinosaurs and see our see our skeletons. So yeah. dinosaurs serve a very big purpose at our Creation Museum and, and to a lesser extent at the Ark. So if someone's listening and I, I can't imagine they hadn't heard of the Ark Encounter and they want to find out more about it, you have a website, don't you? Boy, do we ever. And rather than give you the different websites for various ministries, hear that, man. Yeah, well, go to yeah. AnswersInGenesis.org, and from that page you can go to the Ark Encounter, the Creation Museum, Curriculum Materials, our radio program. There's so much there at AnswersInGenesis.org. Well, Mark, as usual, I've enjoyed this so much. It's such a blessing to, to get to meet you and then... After I met you, I've met you again and again, and we hope to have you on the radio program again, brother, I can tell you. Yeah, and we'll try to get Ken Ham, our CEO and visionary, on this program. We've got him one time. but well, Let's, you let's know, work on number he two. He doesn't travel as much as you do. No. Does no. he send you on these missions to Norway or Wales? Somebody has to go to Norway, <laughs> and I volunteered. 
Caleb, do you have one more question or one more comment? Go I have ahead. An idea. When can we get both of you guys on here? Oh, you want both at the same time? Now I'll de- I'll defer to Ken for the next interview. Okay. It's his turn. But okay. thank you for wanting to invite me back. Mark, thank you for being with us. Ah, thank you. Good to meet you and your grandson. See you uh, very soon at the Ark. Yes, you will. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions here on AFR, and may you remain on mission for God.